Welcome to I Just Don't Know, a podcast where we learn something new, challenge opinions, and hope to make the misinformed informed. I can openly say I've spoken when I did not need to, been unnecessarily controversial, and shared my misinformed opinion, thinking it was not. In this podcast, I'll try to right some wrongs and take on a new topic each episode that I think I knew, but in fact, I just don't know. This episode is all about getting your body moving, getting motivated, finding a routine and working towards a healthy body and lifestyle. I'm talking about running. This episode is inspired by my recent PB at a park run. I went on my own for the first time and it's my second ever park run. And if you had told me about two and a half years ago that I would do that, I I would have laughed in your face almost. because I can't believe I went there and I got caught up going at a good pace and I got a solid... 24 minutes and I'm absolutely chuffed so I thought uh, using that energy I, I've tried to put together some, uh, some some information and some some key facts and some interesting tips about running for this episode to try and uh, disprove some of my old assumptions that I used to have about running and also some assumptions that I might have now uh, so uh, let's see how this goes and um, I hope you enjoy. First assumption for this podcast episode is that running is really difficult to get into and it's boring and it's really difficult for some people who have certain habits to really find the the enjoyment out of running so I definitely would say I was I was like this for a long time up until probably the last few years and we're going to look at some interesting articles and some tips and tricks of how to get it and running to try and disprove that assumption that I that I used to have that running was just really difficult to get into and it wasn't very nice and the and it really is awful to when you first start and I think actually in reality it's got a bit of an unfair unfair reputation and that I was I gave it an unfair uh, reputation and I was wasn't really a fan of getting into running. So I think it's just how you enter how you start running is more important it's uh, than than anything else. I remember I used to run about uh, maybe 2 miles at most uh, but maybe maximum 20 minutes and I was like and my th- legs would seize up my my shins would seize up mostly and it was painful wasn't really enjoyable let alone the cardio it was uh, it was awful absolutely awful and i completely relate to anyone who says starting running was rubbish and i can i completely agreed with them at the time but i want to challenge that i want to see how there are actually ways of of approaching running that i made the mistakes back in the day and it's now that i run at least once a week maybe twice i think ideally three times uh, when we were mostly working from home uh, or uh, all week but now it's a little bit less how have I got to that point or how have maybe I've made the right decisions by accident maybe I got some good advice maybe I got some good inf- sort of good advice uh, sort of inspiration as well so I really want to sort of challenge challenge that uh, assumption of mine so uh, let's see how that goes So I wanted to kick this off with a uh, some article and some information from Runners World that uh, made it sort of very very clear how they they look at this. And they firstly admit that getting into running isn't easy. So there's a le- element there that they are uh, they are admitting to, uh, but they 
they quoted a, an interesting coach here. She's called uh, Janet Hamilton of a of a of a coaching uh, club in the in the US, and she, she says some really really cool things actually. She says you have to start where you are, not where you think you should be. And if you go further or faster than you're ready for, your body can't adapt quickly enough, and you'll get injured. And I completely agree with that, but. I think it's easy to forget that sometimes when you do start running and you sort of feels okay and you just keep going, you just keep going as hard as you can or you feel like you can get quicker and then after it or the few days after it, you feel awful and it's really hard to take that time to go slowly and build that build that up. So I can see how that is such an easy mistake to make, but it is so true. If you push yourself too much too soon, it's it, it does really push you back two or three spaces so I can I can get it but people's ego or motivation it just takes over and they and they really push it and I think I made that mistake for for many years when I did try and get into running uh, so the next one I wanted to look at uh, for on this on this article from from runners world is a uh, sort of quoted here from from Charles Dughill He's an author of a book called The Power of Habit, which looks really like really fascinating, and I love the way he has he phrases some things. Um, the first thing he sort of covers, which I really like, is that you need to find a few key things to get really into into sort of into the groove. And the first tip of starting how to run is is just get that motivation. Where are you finding that motivation from? And uh, and how he breaks it down, I really like. So he says, you need to first find your cues. What makes you think, okay, maybe I should go for a run. What makes you think I need to exercise? What makes you want to feel like you're running or you do normally? So the first one is time. Uh, it could be a place. Uh, it could be a certain music. So, uh, or it could be sort of other people that you're that you normally run with a running partner of sorts so that's the first thing then the second thing is the reward what are you rewarding yourself and you're associating the exercise with so it could be sort of chocolate or you get a sports massage of sorts or you give you treat yourself to a smoothie or a nice coffee and then lastly it's the routine uh, well doing the workout and doing it at a certain time of of the day um, and trying to do that at the same time and this next part I, I really agree with, um, and that is keeping it regular. So trying to run at the same time of the day, I really like doing that. I don't know about you guys, but getting that, my favorite time is just before sort of 12 o'clock, just before lunch, you sort of, you've, you've managed to wake yourself up, your body's a bit awake there, you can go for a nice run, you come back and you can treat yourself to lunch. Um, so that's that's so good. But he says how you're, when you sort of repeat that sort of routine the cues and when the cues are consistent you create neural pathways that make it into a habit so that makes that makes sense and uh, I think one thing I do here as well is I have the same running playlist and that sort of reminds me and I add to it occasionally but I think it is really good that you get that sort of trigger to say okay I know what I'm doing my body knows what it's doing uh, but he does already he does test sort of mention in a key area here that you do need to treat yourself and i like that you do have to treat yourself a little bit um it, and so i think that's a really important one but just don't treat yourself too much uh, one run is well i think i'll touch on this later but i think you burn around 100 calories per mile so 
you've got to run quite a few miles if you go and treat yourself to a big chocolate cake after so yeah so the next one is is just getting getting yourself moving so walk more and this is just get getting your body used to the strains of a of a sort of a moving your body around in that endurance and it's a pretty basic one and that's a good point i think i tried this one in the past i did a lot of walking to school walking to work and it, your body just gets a bit stronger your the sort of the soles of your feet get a bit stronger so i agree with this one just getting moving is is so important and the here the professor of exercise science at university of south carolina it's uh, he says he's called stephen blair he says it's not a not a race walk but not a window shopping walk either when you try to start walking try to adopt a brisk walk so it's uh, that's that is the basis of all exercise and he so he outlines how the best exercise is the one you will do consistently so i quite like that one there the next area is uh, is just your is the goal is just to start running get moving and get that try try that running and stick to a plan if you can but do a bit of running do a bit of walking then the next goal from the fourth goal is to run non-stop so this one i always i always try to do and i thought some people say you shouldn't you should take breaks sometimes you are forced to take breaks so i think actually running non-stop is quite a good goal to, for most people and when i see people like run for a a kilometer and then stop and run a kilometer i actually criticize that but in reality that's just a stepping stone towards the next phase of running non-stop so i shouldn't really be critical or not critical necessarily but in my head i think that's bad but actually they're doing the right thing because uh, that is a step towards being better at running or having a better routine so fair play to them uh, on that one and then the fifth goal is try to run for longer so this is what something i've sort of explored recently in the last few years of going from running a 5k which i can't believe i do so regularly and then running a 10k um so i did the first one last year i remember in lockdown uh, up, up up north in cumbria and it was it was hot and tough and then we did another one um it was even hotter but it was really nice along the beach and uh, but then now we can do it quite regularly there's a great route that i do round from Vauxhall all the way along past the London Eye, back down from Southwark. And I think 10K is a nice one. It can just be a bit, can be a bit uh, long if you haven't got the time. Generally, it takes about an hour, uh, maybe just under. I think my record is just over 55 minutes. I'm pretty chuffed with that. Um, but how how do you actually build up to that? So that's, that is the, the fifth step that they say here in this runner's world to get, sort of get to better at running. And then it's to get faster. So being more aware of your pace. So Strava is really good for this one. But this is coming from runner's world. So it's a little bit biased in that sense uh, that it's a little, well, the person writing it or, or suggesting it knows running very well. So I wanted to contrast that with a slightly different article. This is uh, from, uh, so I found one called How to Become a Runner Even If You Think You Hate Running. First from the Cosmopolitan, the Cosmo from 2015. It's it's quite uh, quite a different point of view um, that really looks at sort of more of the basic challenges of getting into running, but they're pretty scathing uh, towards non-runners though. And so how they've actually outlined is quite good. It says non-runners tend to share one distinct talent: they're brilliant at making excuses. But unless you're legitimately injured, there's no good reason to write off one of the simplest physical activities, regardless of your current fitness level. 
she continues saying, even if you're all, all like, I get it, I walk. Know that running and walking are fairly different. Well, they are very different. Running is an impact sport, which means it sends shocks up your body, activates your muscles and ligaments and tendons, and promotes bone des- density, says Elizabeth Corkum, a New York-based running coach. So a bit of an interesting source there, but it is true. Running is a superior cardio workout. So for anyone who refuses to go running, but they say they do lots of walks, it is not it's just not the same. So I sort of thought that as well, but I never I never sort of dis, sort of disagreed with someone who just said they walk a lot, but I it's pretty clear when people say I walk a lot, they definitely are they look they definitely aren't as fit as someone who runs a lot, and that is that is just the fact. So let, let's continue into this article. It's quite quite interesting. So the first first thing it outlines is how should you run? Everyone, when you start running, one of, definitely one of my assumptions of, of, of starting to or getting into running is, oh, I'm running wrong. Why is it hurting my leg? Why is it things, why are things sort of not quite sort of feeling good every time? Is it because of my technique? And actually it's been proven in 20, well, it's a proven, uh, well, there's evidence in 2017 from the International Journal of Exercise Science that the best way to run is actually to follow your instincts and the natural way of running will actually get you sort of going better your body will adapt better uh, and actually that is that is the way to go so if you're always being told I'll oh, go to the shop pay lots of money for fancy shoes and and be told how to run and film yourself actually it's it's well known across the the sporting world that you should actually just follow your instincts and just go for it and once you become a more professional level perhaps there's a ways of changing your technique but if you're an early runner just just go for it or I'm thinking of almost Phoebe from Friends where she just goes a bit crazy maybe not quite as mad as that but uh, running naturally is is the best way and being trying to have a relaxed posture and uh, that that's that is where you're going to get the the best results so the sort of eight areas that this uh, Cosmo article outlines to approach running, even if you hate it, is the first one is that you don't need to get new shoes. I agree with that. You don't need to get new shoes straight away. Um, so that's absolutely understandable. But I would, I could argue that getting some proper running shoes, some articles have said that you should do that. And I got some Hoka Hoka one ones. They're excellent. As soon as I got them, they was like running on cushions. It was fantastic. So I would, once you have started running a bit, treat yourself to some good pair of shoes because they it, it is worth it so that one i sort of uh disagree with but i get it it does that's a that's a price tag to starting a sport but it's no different from other sport you could argue uh, second one is start slow i agree with that that's that's exactly right then it's try to run outdoors it's so much better uh don't have to carb load just because you're running to try and that's makes you feel better uh fifth one don't try not to run when you're hungry or you're uh, or you're completely full and that yeah that that makes sense because that is awful that feeling especially when you get a stitch and you're full or you're hungry and you get a stitch and your body just seems to be collapsing on itself i've definitely done that before and then um try to prevent the boredom find a running partner if you want company find a, a podcast to listen to music to listen to set up a playlist put that effort into making it an enjoyable experience and that's what exactly what i do when depends on what i'm feeling if i want to get pumped and run quick I get some good tunes on and just go for it or i wanted to take a bit slow listen to a good podcast and just sort of 
get through there and listen to the conversation and sort of go, get lost a bit. So this one I think is really important. You need to start at the beginning and figure out what, how is it going to be entertaining for you or how is it going to become a good time spent. And then, and then the the last one is make sure you stretch after. I think that's a key one that a lot of people do forget uh, or they over, well, they do it sort of at the wrong time or they do the wrong muscles. This one, I don't really know exactly but uh, of what the best stretches are, but it's pretty obvious you just need to try and warm, warm up and warm down. Uh, and then last one is just eat and drink better. Make sure you have that sort of snack after or before. So there is there are things that people cannot do when they get into running and it can send them backwards after trying to do it. But no, so it's like very similar, but uh, an interesting article from Cosmo just trying to really push people from being walkers to, to runners. It also touches on um, where you get your motivation from or inspiration from uh, is actually more relevant here. So it says influencers, just because they run doesn't mean they're the best advice to about running. When it comes to sport, it's important that you follow plans and, and uh, sort of training programs from people who are qualified and trained and they understand the science behind it. Just because someone's good at something doesn't mean that they know the best way of doing it. Maybe they find a really good way of doing things there for them, but doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So that's, a, that's an interesting bit of advice that was there. And I sort of agree with that. And I think that's really easy to fall into that trap especially with the sort of the influencer world and social media people actually will trust someone that they watch their stories every day and they barely know and have never spoken to than a qualified trainer or, or um, a qualified uh, gym that has has all that sort of time and 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 certifications that say that they know they well they know what they're doing and I know some of the times they don't but uh, it's a better that's definitely something you should consider more so my next assumption that I want to examine in a bit more detail and, and challenge is that running's health benefits are generally I assumed that it would be really great for obviously your lower body and it's good cardio you burn some decent amount of calories so it's good for weight loss but often you would do a lot of running and you don't see the weight loss. And you, I remember when I was uh, sort of a uh, four or five years ago, I, I always thought sort of going to the gym and muscle workout was better. The afterburn, all they took, they, they would go on about. And that running was, you burn it in the moment. That's great. But it's so easy to offset those calories with just the wrong food. So actually all that effort, you don't get much reward. And the, the benefits to your strength, are that it you just get slightly stronger legs but it that you don't really feel it or see it that often so actually it wasn't that great but so therefore that's why I really didn't get into into running that well when I was when I was younger that much uh, so you just the benefits just weren't really there to see and I really I'm going to break this down I've, I found some great information and and data on this to show that I was completely wrong and I'm going to really well make myself more informed on this on this key issue of the health benefits of running because they are a lot more than i realize so let's take a look I found a great article on a site called podium runner and they broke down the benefits of running into 10 really 
eye-opening uh, areas that uh, I didn't realize that running did so much to to your sort of the body. And so I'm going to go through these to really show that my assumptions back in the day and even recently that it only sort of helped the lower body and it was sort of the calories burnt were the ones you see on the well, whether it's the strive or the fitbit that you might have or and it's sort of the, about the same amount as um the meal or about yeah about 100 calories a mile that's all you get no it's a lot more than that so the first one is is that it adds years to your life and life to your years so it really makes you live longer fundamentally and i think out of all the exercising things you can do, whether that's obviously playing sport where running is obviously involved, but compare that to sort of actual sort of running regularly as well, or add that in, you can really improve your just your lifespan. And everyone has this obsession of living for longer, although they don't even know why and how, but that's a, that's a topic for another day. But this, uh, an article, a metadata analysis article, so one of those strange ones, so around 30% low, uh, you have a lower, 30% lower rate of all trauma mortality. So and on average, a runner has three more years extra life. So quite an interesting, uh, interesting view on that. A bit of a looking at data from a big, big point of view to try and get these numbers. But uh, I suppose that's a, a pretty good benefit there. So the second benefit is that running makes you sleep better. And there are many articles about the importance of sleep. We all know about that, but it's proven. And there's a great scientist, uh, what science science writer, Christy Ashwanden. Uh, I think I've got that one wrong, but never mind. She wrote a book uh, called Good to Go, and that uh, really outlines some key evidence that running or makes you sleep more and because you need to recover, so ex- regular exercise makes you improves the quality of your sleep overall. And it's actually also outlined in the John Hopkins American Journal of Lifestyle Exercise. exercise. says, uh, we have a solid evidence that exercise does, in fact, help you fall asleep more quickly and improve sleep quality. And I, and I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. But you have to do the right amount of exercise, I think. And if you do exercise just before you sleep, that can sometimes make it a bit trickier I think but I'm not sure uh, the f- third benefit is that running can improve your knees and back and this is one that really has disproven some key areas of my of my assumptions back in the day is that it was bad for your knees the sort of pounding the pavement and bad for your back sort of having to run regularly and that sort of repetitive repetitive strain of just effectively repetitive lunges or jump lunges moving your body forward when you run but in reality running actually helps your knee and I I, I actually had a bit of a knee injury from a bad squat about four years ago and uh, running has actually completely helped that knee injury just um, just below the sort of the kneecap and over over a period of two years it's completely gone and it's I used to have to wear sort of some sort of the knee brace things that, that, that sort of st- strap around your your knee to try and keep it tight and protect it and uh, running has strengthened it to a point where it's just completely gone and I feel very lucky that that's happened because I was worried about that but actually it's really good for your knees that's obviously different for each person sometimes they 
have uh, sort of such bad knees that in reality you are just how you do really have to protect it though so no a, good, a really interesting one there uh, with regards to improving your knees there was a study that uh, compared 675 marathon runners uh, and, and in that cohort arthritis rates of active marathon runners was below the average and this is over in the US so no matter what people say they might know someone who's got a bad sort of knee from running or hurt themselves but in reality compared to out of shape adults or out of shape people um they have they have more worse knee problem and back problems uh, so therefore running is good for your knee, knee and back technically statistically and there's another study that outlined here that 44 first time marathon runners uh, two-thirds women there and that's knees of novice runners achieve sustained improvement and for at least six months post-marathon the condition of the bone marrow and cartilage were, was 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 improved so yeah that's uh, that really got was very interesting and they and he broke it down even more to a level of uh, intervertebral disc height so ivd and they studied the sort of the middle age long-term endurance runners exhibit that the more years subject of running, the better the disc spacing or the IVD disc spacing look. So the more mileage, the better your 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 back. So scientifically proven there, or with this definitely from that article anyway, from that point of view, that uh, it's great for your knee and back. So that really really opened my eyes a bit more there to to, to that degree. So the fourth one is that it helps you lose weight but also helps you keep it off. And this one is really interesting, uh, in my opinion, because people always go about, oh, they lose weight, and then they put it back on, and they lose weight, and they have these different diets. And uh, it's it's put here that you can't outrun a bad diet. And, and that's partly true, but it's also not necessarily completely true. Because you can, it says here that you can actually track your, your bet, you're more likely to do better in losing weight, because you are easier to track your calories uh, when you when you're running. You clearly can see that you generally burn around 100 calories per mile, as I mentioned earlier. Or you can figure it out by 0.75 times your body weight in pounds of how many calories you burn per mile. So you have those that have that data to work with. But there's clear data that that's proven here that you, the people do put weight on once they lose it. But there's uh, more data here with regards to running, though, that when you when well when runners were were using, I think the uh, the article here is the National Weight Control Registry, who kept track of a large group of people who lost an average of sixty six pounds and kept off the weight for five point five years. Ninety percent of them exercised on average uh, an hour a day, and suggesting that people who are who are who sort of exercise regularly or consistently they keep the weight off compared to people who don't who perhaps will lose a significant amount of weight in six months but after 18 months after that you you end up putting it back on so there was uh, so that's that's quite interesting and then the in a 2018 paper the effects of exercise and physical activity on weight loss and maintenance uh, the authors found that individuals exercising 200 to 300 minutes per week, which is quite a lot, I generally do just over 150, um, but they achieve a better weight maintenance. So it takes, uh, so that's, 
overall, it doesn't necessarily point out running necessarily, but running is definitely one that you can exercise regularly and it's clear how much how many calories you generally burn and you do burn at a good rate moving your body requires a lot of effort and force and it's definitely a better the one of the exercises that burns the most so so yeah a really interesting benefit there um about weight loss and i think a lot of people who struggle with their weight do lose it through dieting and they do other exercises i know the gyms become very popular and that that is great but i didn't realize there was so much evidence and research behind proving that just keeping it off running is actually a a key to that and I I would agree with that myself uh having sort of lost weight since actually the beginning of lockdown getting into running running has definitely helped me keep keep it off I haven't sort of fluctuated like I can do I have in the past when when I used to go to the gym so so yeah that uh, reinforces something I didn't really know as much as well with some some interesting articles and and uh, well experiments there at um, all research experiments. This next one is particularly interesting: is the how running improves your immunity. And uh, it says here, exercise scientist and 58-time marathoner David Newman, so he's a bit biased, has spent 40 years of his life studying uh, exercise and immunity, and mostly it's good news. But effectively, he has. He re- released a paper with uh, Laurel Wentz in 2019, uh, proving that proving or summarizing the the compelling link between physical activity and the body's defense system, and that intensity levels in diet were the key indicators of improving the body's surveillance against disease, lower inflammation, enhance microbiome, gut microbiome composition, reduce risk of upper respiratory infections and influenza and also improve antibody response so all really all very relevant right now in terms of the fight against the viruses and and uh, winter colds and, and and staying healthy but a j-curve if uh, to describe it is the very simply put is that if you if you moderately exercise you your sort of risk of of bad sort of infections and, and illness is, redu- is reduced by almost 50 percent but if you do overexert yourself, it can increase your increase your likelihood of, of getting badly infected with a disease of some sort, even to up to sixfold. So this is obviously the people who are perhaps having to walk very long distances if they're trying to escape uh, countries like perhaps like refugees and they, they're ill-equipped. They haven't got the right clothes and they don't eat well and they have to walk, uh, sort of burn lots of calories walking long distances or having to and therefore that can make them susceptible so i i get completely understand this evidence but it's a pretty uh, pretty interesting and simply put view how exercise is so important to the immunity and i i don't think people realize it so much and there was definitely an assumption that i made a little bit when i met people who refused to exercise i i don't do it often as now but maybe in the past or maybe even looking at myself in the past when I didn't exercise as much, that it, I didn't realize how much it was related to people's immunity and getting sick. So I think that's something that should be should be uh, sort of advertised more because it really does help you stop you from getting sick. And I know it that came up a lot in COVID time in the COVID sort of media whirlwind and tornado going around every couple of months or every couple of days back uh, last year. 
But exercise is so important for the immunity, and I don't think people realize it quite so much. So let's round off the last few. So the next one is that it reduces cognitive function. So running raises heart rate, which increases blood flow. flow sorry, blood flow. So that's oxygen-rich blood going around the body more than it normally would. Your that goes around the brain. That can't be can't be bad. That can't be bad for the brain. It's difficult to necessarily prove this in sort of a clear way, but a meta-analysis again, so just the large data set suggests it prove well so prove that people who exercise regularly, who were runners, there would be uh, that the brain health was uh, was better with with those people, and they, it sort of outlines here how it stimulated the release of brain-derived neurotrophic factors, a BDNF, a protein that encourages growth and survival of neurons in the brain. And there's another study as well that's outlined uh, it improves total brain volume or grey matter, even if uh, even if you didn't start running until midlife or later in life. It would still you'd still see the benefits, and this could fight well decrease the chances of cognitive decline and and obviously worst case scenarios Alzheimer's. So that is uh, something that's gonna I'm gonna remember and try and keep running even into my later years. So the last off is so number seven reduce the risk of cancers. So that's a whole a whole difficult one here, but uh, they did do a study uh, the journal of american medical association with 1.44 million americans and european adults and they concluded that out of all the uh, that someone who is when they exercise regardless of their smoking or lower body weight they were more likely they were a lot le- likely to less a lot less likely to sort of develop cancer uh, compared to those who didn't exercise that's pretty pretty bleak but it's uh pretty pretty true and it's also and it outlines here it's also very helpful if you unfortunately do develop cancer running can be well help a lot and number eight this one's a really big one it improves mental health and reduces depression and depression as everyone knows is 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 wide swept and very hard to understand different in every every person but i completely agree with this one and i when i I think back before depression was better understood, people didn't realise the, the the benefit of running in particular. I don't I don't think that necessarily the gym does the same thing, and that's just my again an assumption. But I think that regular repetitive running it just it's clear that from this this review and it's difficult to prove this. Uh, it says it's really nicely put here is that why do you run that question why do you run and the answer for many people they say it's because it makes me feel better and i i would agree with that so because it sort of brings down or resets your emotions your mood your mental energy and it reduces the part the the chance of having a blue day and i definitely do this when you're having a bit of a, a rubbish day a run can really just completely change that day and so i would recommend that without a doubt and it's uh proven in a in a, again, another large analysis, meta-analysis in 2016, that exercise is an effective treatment for depression. Exercise is effective as a psychotherapy and prescription, as effective as psychotherapy and pres- prescription meds, and it could serve as an alternative to a, to medical treatments. So this is obviously in the US point of view, but I think I could not agree with that more. 
And uh, in the 2019 Handbook for Sport, Exercise and Psychology, the American Psychology Association states there is substantial evidence supporting exercise use in the treatment of mental disorders, especially depression. So that is pretty, I think it's pretty clear. But I think we, I think this was really important for me in in the lockdowns running helped a lot and i think it's helped a, a lot of other people there's a, a sort of a lovely person she came to um sort of speak at sort of virtually speak to my work a couple of months back maybe about six seven months ago and she set up something called run talk run i, I believe and that's she sort of have, was having a very difficult time with depression and sort of mental sort of mental health and she had to leave her job and she didn't know necessarily what to do but she started running found how it just helped her so much and therefore she started then inviting other people who perhaps were struggling and she posted on 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 the social media and and wider and created this brand of of run talk run and it's important to talk anyone's invited they meet and i think it just grew from there and i think there's run talk run sessions in many cities around the UK and also now I think in the US with some of her friends setting it up and it's become a bit of a pretty of a great a great success story out of out of a, a difficult time for some individuals. So I really like that. Really like that one and do check it out on Instagram. Run talk run. If if you do need to if you do need to or you someone to run with or you're looking for a different group of people who are very friendly and understanding, I think that was is a fantastic setup that they've done there and uh and good and good good for her and the last few uh, benefits of running in particular and this is where running compared to other exercises um sort of really stands out and, and i didn't realize this was that running improves glucose regulation and massively lowers the risk of diabetes and pre-diabetes if you've already, if you do already have um type uh type 1 diabetes so I think that's something that I don't people, not many people know about or or, or deal with um, or try to try to use as a, as a way of of managing diabetes. But I think I didn't realize how much it helped. The American Diabetes Association has clearly outlined that it it massively helps prevent type two diabetes, as well as which is typically caused by a poor lifestyle. But I think running try it actually really massively reduces that. And uh, there was a recent report that in 2019 that ni- that followed 19,000 adults for more than six years. This is a big, big report uh, that compared rates of diabetes in runners versus non-runners. The result was that runners had a 72% lower rate of diabetes development. That's a massive, massive percentage difference there. And uh, so, yeah. And then the last one here is... Running lowers your blood pressure, and that and it says here in the Global Burden of Disease published results, it outlined out of all the 388 risks to people's health, high blood pressure was up there as one of the as one of the worst. And running is proven. It outlines here from another analysis that it massively lowers blood pre- blood pressure. And out of 391 randomized controlled trials, it's cause a, a modest and consistent reduction of SB, uh, SBP. And so I believe that's, uh, that's, well, that's got sister, systolic blood pressure. And, uh, but it also has a significant reduction on both 
both systolic blood pressure, but also diastolic blood pressure. So it seems to be double whammy. I'm not exactly sure how that is related to to sort of hypertension and high blood pressure, but it's pretty. It's it's there's some good evidence there that it's massive in the blood pressure. And I know people who who suffer from high blood pressure na- naturally from sort of difficult genetics and uh, and and uh, so whether that will have the same impact is really difficult to know. And I know the blood pressure issue in the U.S. with people taking drugs a lot. So I'm not sure how that's related and whether it'll have an impact. So it's difficult to it's difficult to know really. And then the, there is an actually additional benefit here that I wanted to outline that they've they've nicely put is that overall running builds your self esteem. And I could not agree more. And I think this really is something that I f- didn't realise. And this article and reading around it and running for the last two a year well nineteen nineteen months or so has really shown that you do, I didn't realize how important running can be to people in building their self-esteem and building their confidence in themselves whether it's the way they sort of look or their body work works or their body moves but actually just having that time to just de-stress and do something that's so good for you and while, while many people think it's boring and there are difficult things to when you start running it does get better and the upside is so high it's crazy that not more people do it and that there is a bit of a stigma behind it and it's and I think that's where I think people do need to understand the true benefits of of running and this is probably one of the ultimate benefits that people are always struggling with and you can fall and running is so simply you can literally fall back on it when you need to when you might get taken a knock or you're a bit your mind is a bit frustrated it doesn't really know what to do or you're being challenged yourself your self-beliefs are being challenged it is it is so good for your self-esteem so i i really like that one and, and that's probably what i'm going to finish on it's clear that running is just so good for you and i and i could not encourage it more to other people so to summarize my first assumption that Getting into running was difficult and it's hard and, and no and I can understand why people didn't want to do it and I and I thought it was just not gonna really be sort of any fun and I was always trying to go too fast. Well, it's pretty clear that there is definitely some set things you can do. Take it slow, build yourself up, only go to your what you can do and don't go too far too soon try and do the right thing look after yourself try and make it make it regular build the habit follow the follow the cues that was outlined that i mentioned earlier with time and trying to doing it a similar period each week and try and listen to the same sort of music and set and find that way of rewarding yourself getting the in creating that routine if you follow those steps getting into running is actually a lot easier than what i thought so that's that's really interesting the second assumption of the the health benefits of running, I always knew it was going to be good for the lower body, and and you obviously burn uh, burn sort of your calories. And I think a lot of people always assume running with weight loss. In reality, weight loss is just one out of many many benefits of running. And I, I, I outlined there ten really big sort of important important aspects 
that you want benefits of running from your immunity to your reduction reduced rate of diabetes uh, to blood pressure uh, to sort of your knees and back that really sort of opened my eyes I didn't realize and I've I've managed to see the benefits personally on that one but then I want to go back to what I finished it on it really helps with people's self-esteem and this self-esteem is one of the biggest challenges of not just young people in 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 this in the world but everyone I think everyone um struggles with this in our days especially with how much how much we're connected and seeing what everyone's doing so like that that is just a benefit that you you can't necessarily measure but it's something that is so important to everyone so there some some really interesting facts and data and 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 quotes there that have really opened my eyes to a few assumptions and views that i've had uh, about running and uh, i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you found it a bit interesting and i've tried something a bit different for this episode and uh, i look forward to, to doing the next one thanks everybody <laughs>